welcome to Sarah and T, the podcast that focuses on professional vacation rental management. Brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company located in the mountains of Colorado, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services on the coast of North Carolina and Virginia. Separately, Sarah and T manage more than 600 vacation rental properties and are regarded as two of the top experts on vacation rental management. Together, they bring you this podcast to share their experience, have some fun, and let you know that you are not alone in this crazy business of providing short-term rentals to the public. Now, for the next 30 minutes or so, get ready to have some fun and maybe learn something. Here's our hosts, Sarah and T. Hello, Tim. We're back and better than ever. Indeed we are. April is almost gone. Can't believe it. Do you get pollen out there, by the way? Yeah, but not until May or June. We're a little late on spring. Jeez. So we have snow coming today. We are in full allergy season around here, and the clouds of yellow pollen <laughs> are seen going across the East Coast right now. So it is definitely transition time, and everybody getting ready for the season, and bookings are coming in rapidly. And we set ourselves up the last time we talked. People already know what we're going to talk about today. It's so interesting talking to you always, Tim, because you're getting ready for your big season and bookings are coming in and we're taking a sigh of relief <laughs> and everyone's going on vacation. But no matter what you're doing, whether you're taking a breather and you have a minute or you're ramping up and want to fill those last spots for summer, the website, your website, I think it's one of the most important things in your business. And the last episode, if you listened, was we shamed everybody into what you shouldn't do on your website. And today we're going to should on everyone. And we have identified 15 things that we think you should have on your website and at least examine that. And Tim, we both practiced and rehearsed and researched for this podcast because it's not something you can just wing it, right? You can't just come out with 15 things off the top of your head. And in doing so, it was such an amazing activity to go through different websites, good, bad, and ugly. We even went through mine. We went through Tim's. We had to have tough skin, but you get all these ideas. I was emailing my marketing head the whole time saying, oh, look at this website. Look at this website. They thought of this. They thought of this. Mm -hmm. And my point is that we can't all think of every great idea. I know Tim and I think we've com <laughs> we're completely awesome and can think of every single wonderful idea. No one's better than us, mm. but we can't. And so be sure that you are looking at other people's websites and your own to find what you think is the best elements from each to add to your website. Yeah. So here's a little secret. We typically have a pre-call Many times our pre-call is like 90 seconds before we start recording. We had a pre-call here. It went on for an hour. And we were like, God, we got to get busy. We got to get online. So we really had the debate going here. And one of the things both of us did that we want to make sure you don't do, don't Google the phrase best vacation rental websites to go and think you're going to get the best sites. Because the list comes up as multiple listing service is number one. Zillow is number two, which anybody in real estate knows uh, Zillow is kind of the scourge of real estate ages. And the number three best vacation rental website to go to, Craigslist. <laughs> Not. 
Oh, me. It also reminds me, as we get into this, you're going to give some definitive terms that we're going to focus on here today. But I think of the book I mentioned last time. It's by Steve Krug, I think is how you say his name. Don't Make Me Think. It was originally written back in 2000. He wrote a new book called Don't Make Me Think Revisited. It's a few years old now. But we all have a mental workload that is overstressed, right? And so when we go on vacation rental websites, we don't want to have to figure out what to do and how to do it. We don't read. That's no surprise. We like to see what we want to do. We don't want to have to figure out how things work. We want to muddle through, and we want to book a vacation. And so get out of our way. That's the message from me today. I agree. I also think trust. Make sure your website looks so good and so clean and so updated and clear that people can trust you and put in their credit card for a $20,000, $30,000 reservation. Trust is everything. So don't make it confusing. Tim and I, in our one hour we just spent together debating all of this, Tim made a great point I want to bring up is why our website is even more important now than ever. When I first started 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, our phones rang off the hook, right, Tim? Yeah. I mean, it was like we couldn't answer it fast enough. Now people don't call. And even Tim admitted in a researching his own vacation, he wants to do it on his own. He doesn't want to call anymore. Well, when people don't call, you can't guide them on that phone call. And guiding them on the phone call is like cake. Like if you don't have that down, stop this episode and work on that. But since they're not calling as much, the website is what gets them to book. And it's the only thing they see. And you can lose them so fast. Like they couldn't really hang up on you before. I mean, they did, but they really, that was rude, right? You could keep them on the phone for a bit, (laughs) but they can leave your website, which is essentially a hang up in a second. They don't care. And you've lost them. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of money going out the door. So what we're focused on today is how do you keep the guests focused on the booking process from the time they get to your website to the time they put in your credit card? We could talk about this on 20 episodes. I even said to Tim, should we do like a whole year on this? And he's like, no, stop it. But really, we could do an episode on every single page of this process. But we're going to skim it. And then hopefully you're getting inspired to look at your website and examine what you like and don't like and how to improve it. So before we get started, Tim, if you would define the four areas we're going to look at on the website. Yep. We could certainly dig deeper, but for the purposes of this podcast in the next 26 minutes, homepage, number one, when I put in your URL, where I go, property results page. I've done a search of some sort, whether it be a quick search, an intuitive search, a deep search, whatever it is you call it, when I get to the results. Property details page. When I pull up Founders Point and I look at that property, and then finally, the booking page. I want that house. Get out of my way. (laughs) What have I got to do to reserve this house? Okay, those are the four points I have. So we're going to dig into those in lots of different order. But when we refer to those terms, that's what we're talking about. And I also want to give a big shout out to Paul Hannock at ICND. He kind of got our juices flowing here and sent us some good websites that he works with and gave us some great ideas of some special things folks are doing out there. So thank you, Paul, for helping us. High five, high 10, high 20 back to him too. So I'll kick us off, Tim, with number one. 
We talked about what not to do on the last podcast with navigation. Today, we want to talk about easy navigation. Navigation means how quickly can I get to where I want to go and how do I go through the menus at the top and around the website. So for this example, we're really talking about the top, that bar at the top. And I've seen so many websites with way too many options like, whoa, and I found one I loved, actually recommended by Paul, called OregonBeachVacations.com. Mm-hmm. Go there and check it out. Their navigation at the top is so simple. It might pain you to get that simple. It's hard to get simple. Have you guys ever have you tried that, Tim, where you're just trying to make it a couple words and you're like, but which words? Because <laughs> there's so many words I want to put on there. So at the top of this website, it's Oregon Coast Rental is one button. List with us is another button and work for the best. You got the people looking for vacation rentals. You got the owners, very clear. We're all looking for employees. Boom, done, that's it. And then under Oregon Coast Rental, if you hover over, you'll see that there's lots of options for somebody. Because of course, vacation rentals are lots of different categories. I also love that they had the very simple homepage that had the search bar right in the middle at the top. That's where I love it. And almost like people are idiots, they put in very bold, clear letters above the search bar, find an Oregon vacation rental. Like (laughs) this is how you do it here. And it was very straightforward, but I was like, great. That's what I want to do. And that's what they want me to do. They want me to search and they want me to book. So good job to them. Yeah. Here's the thing. People who are looking for vacation rentals don't do this for a living. I I was just reminded about that as we went through our renewal process with our property owners last year. I have literally nuclear scientists. I have, as you know, surgeons, attorneys. They can't figure out where they're supposed to sign the agreement because they don't do it every day, right? We're on these websites all the time. We're like, what do you mean? It's right there. Why can't you figure that out? No. People don't read. They don't think. So make it simple for them. That moves us to number two in an area that this is frustrating to me. Sarah alluded to it earlier. Deb and I typically plan a family vacation for that time period around Christmas. Whether it's the week before Christmas or the week after Christmas, we are having to be a little more flexible now because I've got an attorney in the family. We've got grandchildren in the family. We've got eight kids and then their kids and spouses and significant others. And so there's a lot of finagling going on. And I've been to several websites this year and it's so frustrating. Oh my gosh. To find out what I'm trying to do. And so date picker is where I'm going with this. So in this particular case, I have two different weeks I'm looking at. I want to just see what properties are out there that match my criteria. But many sites require me to pick a date. Then there's the issue of the date picker itself, the calendar. You know what I'm talking about when you pull up the quick search, let's say. Maybe it's a darker color for the calendar dates. And then the days on the calendar may be even darker. Think (laughs) about the contrast, folks. I I can't even see it. Date picker, that's a big one for me. Yeah, and this is where you can lose someone right away. They're like, oh, I'll go back to Airbnb. I'll go to VRBO. What? Stop it. But you know they do because VRBO and Airbnb and Vacasa have all figured this out. You don't put black on blue. And so I think if it's an open date I can choose to arrive or depart, 
you should make it white or almost white background. Do not make it dark green. I think that I'm not allowed to pick that. Go to your website and check that out. Notice though that Tim still won't call anyone. He's so frustrated. He can just call somebody, but he doesn't. Yeah. And and let me just say, I'm sorry. I went negative on that. We're supposed to be saying what you should be doing. I just told you what I didn't like again. So I'll try to do better for the rest we have on the list. Change your attitude. Number three, we're going to go back to Oregon vacation rentals again. This is about the property. So we we remember we were before we said property details page is when you're looking at the actual property in depth, but the property results page, when maybe it comes back with six or seven that fit your criteria, how that page looks, I think is crucial and giving the person the information they need on that page without having to dig further just yet. So Tim gives a lot of great information on that page before I have to go look at the house. Oregon Vacation Rentals has really cleaned it up and it looks quite similar to Airbnb. I actually think Airbnb does a really good job on this part of their site. Just in the look and feel, it looks modern. It looks trustworthy. We'll get to this later. You can scroll through pictures, but on, I will post this on Facebook. You can see the reviews and it looks like five-star reviews for this property. A beautiful picture the name of it, and then it gives the price. And then it uses little icons next to how many rooms, how many baths, how many sleeps, how many dogs allowed. It's like visually pleasing instead of just throwing a ton of text at somebody where again, they get overwhelmed and leaves. Really like the review stars and the icons under the picture on this property results page. Yeah, I like that too. It was very clean. It's not what I do. And I hadn't actually seen it like this before, but just in the little while we've been looking at it, I've sort of been won over on this because, yeah, it does look pretty darn good. So go take a look. First of all, go take a look there, but also take a look at what you're doing and make sure it's as you want it represented to your clientele. All right, next one, urgency issues. By the way, this is number four. We are not going to do a recap at the end, so start writing, folks. Number four is urgency. So, so There's urgency to take notes. That's right. We're not going to do your homework at the end where you just have to listen to the last 90 seconds. So there you go. On urgency issue, what I'm talking about here, the first time I saw it was on hotels.com. There are a lot of sites that do it very well now. A little message might pop up in the corner and says, there's 142 people looking for a vacation in this area right now. Or when you go to a property, it says 35 people have booked this property in the last seven days, or 90 people have viewed this house in the last hour. Urgency. It subliminal. It doesn't have to be a bold box that pops up because of course those can be blocked. Get that little message in the back of their head. You need to go ahead and book this property now. It sounds so cheesy, but it works. It works on me. Airbnb does it too. That's where I got the ideas. On our site, we say 75% of our properties are booked up for this time, or this is a very popular property, rarely open or this has been viewed 20 times in the last 20 hours. It works, guys. And there's ways to do this on your website. Get some extra bookings. Makes people book. That gives you money. It's worth a couple grand to pay somebody to add that to your website. Number five on our list of shouldas of websites is pricing. Now, this is debatable. So get ready to get a little heated because Tim and I disagree some on this. Everybody does it differently. I'll tell you what I think. I think that when you present your price, it should stay the same the whole way through. It's gutsy because you might say rightly that if they're comparing to another site right there, they might go, oh, that one's more. I don't want it. 
but we don't compete on price as much as some. We are, it's a couple hundred bucks more. We're going for our beautiful photos. We have a nicer property. People are not as price sensitive in our market. So we roll up all our fees and taxes and everything into the total. And then we write total after that. It's working out for us. Again, I think we should ABC test this like Tim likes to do, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think you should say it's $147 a night and then they get to the checkout and it's when you really do the math, it's 300 a night because that makes them just go, forget it. I'll look tomorrow and find something else. This is very market specific, I think, sir, because here in my competitive marketplace, we have a variety of thoughts on this, but nobody is doing what you said. I think I'm more aggressive than most in that if you've chosen a specific property or drilled it down to a specific week, it will say blank per week, $1,175 a week, let's say. That does not include taxes, and it does not include travel insurance, which is optional. That $1,175 that I am advertising actually is higher than some of my competitors because that is my all-inclusive fees. Again, all you have to add in is tax and travel insurance, whereas XYD Realty down the street might just have like what we would call a base rate, and it might say eight seventy five for the same week, but there's no credit card fees, there's no cleaning fees, there's no doing business with you fees, and so a little competitive imbalance, and so we have to respond accordingly. You don't want to price yourself out of the market as you just said, oh, I'm, you know, that's, that's just too much. I'm not going to take that. You really need to home in on this and make sure you're not hurting yourself by the decisions you're making. If you are going to go my route or to Tim's route, where I like that he's adding everything but the tax, I do think you should say that it includes that. So we put includes taxes and fees every time we show it, or we put total. Don't just put it and then make people think more mm-hmm. tax is going to be added. So this, that's a hard one. That's the trust thing again you were talking about. Okay, next, it's me, I think. Keep the checkout page as simple as humanly possible and break it into steps. Okay, so the checkout page. I've chosen my house. I know the week. I'm not going to call you. (laughs) Just let me put my name, my address, hit accept or book or whatever the tab is, and let me give you my credit card so I know it's done. There's some improvement to be done here. Quite frankly, I don't have a great example on this one, Sarah. Do you? Well, I like mine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I obsess on this page. Yeah. Because if somebody's getting their wallet out, they're pulling their credit card out, give it to me. <laughs> right? I don't want to put anything in your way. Just give me your credit card. We can deal with things later. Like Tim, he lets you book, mm-hmm. but then he has to get the rental agreement as part of the North Carolina real estate commission. That's okay. At least he got them to say they want a book and that's check that box. I don't think you should have anything here that you don't absolutely have to have. I have them put their name and their email in first, almost in a separate, I'll post this on Facebook, but in a little separate area, because that way, if they did get distracted or disconnected, we have their email now and that gets to the abandoned cart logic. And then they have to pick travel insurance or not. And then they have to put in the essential information just for the credit card. You don't need to ask them if they've been here before and if they have two kids or one kid or all the things. Just get the basic information, show them the price, and let them give you money. There's another one on this we can tie in real quickly. The next item, 
you want to see that house too on that page, don't you, Sarah? Yeah, number seven ties right into that, which is I don't like it when I get to the booking page and they take away the photo or even the name of the property and they're just telling me to give them $3,000. Hold up. Did I pick the right one? Now I'm nervous. Did I even like that one? Wait, was there a different one? So show the picture of the property. Almost all sites do this now. Again, back to Airbnb and VRBO and even Vacasa, the ones with all the money, they're doing this. Show the property. Number eight, have abandoned cart logic. You get to email and any info you have on that person. They got to the almost book. They were right at the doorstep. So now you can follow up with them. Look at Zappos.com. You ever gone there to buy a pair of shoes or even better yet, go there and don't buy a pair of shoes. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I get bombarded because I'm sort of a hesitant buyer online. I like to shop online and then I never buy. Mm -hmm. So I just get constant remarketed emails or things on my website saying, buy those shoes, buy those shoes. I will say, Tim, I mean, Fakasa, if you're listening, I guess, good job. But if we had all the money you had, we would also do this. But I went on Fakasa's website and I pretended I was going to get a property and I entered my email, but then I didn't do the, I didn't get the property. And I got an email this morning, 12 hours later mm. that said, so-and-so house is still available for you. Click here to go ahead and make sure you reserve your vacation. Guys, if they can do it, we can do it. I challenge ICND and everyone else to come up with that for us so we can have it on our website because abandoning cart logic does work. And I have it in kind of a kludgy way where we just get an email to our system that says this person abandoned mm -hmm. and then we're supposed to reach out to them. But we don't have the auto emails that are automatically going saying book this. So we got to stay up with technology and what other e-commerce sites are doing. Sarah is passionate about this, folks. See, she <laughs> wanted to do a whole series for the rest of the year on this. You can tell. Next one's yours. I like bookings, Tim. I know you do. I just had coffee with somebody the other day that runs another vacation rental company. He said, do you still get excited about every booking? And I was like, <laughs> I do. I still look every day. I love it. Does anyone else have that passion? I think you do, Tim. Yes. Yeah, I get, I get uh, those little dings. I get, I get a little smile on my face. Uh-huh. Okay. Number nine, new thing that came out probably, I don't know, I started seeing it like a year ago, is on the property results page. So before you go to the property detail page, after you search and you get like five or six back, instead of just showing one picture, put arrows on either side of the picture and allow the guest to scroll through the pictures before they have to click on that one to the property details page. Again, all the big guys do it. I do it. I think it lets someone like, if you have a pretty first page, that's the picture of the exterior. Well, maybe they want to see the kitchen. That's annoying. They have to click into it to see the kitchen to go, oh, there's not enough seating. Okay. Back out. Okay. Where was I? This lets them look and browse and then decide they want to click that. I've also noticed this on other shopping sites like shoes or clothes or whatever. You can kind of look at different views of the shoe or the bathing suit or whatever. And then you can click in to buy it instead of getting lost in that details page. So if you go to tybevacationrentals.com and check out the website of our friend, Amy Gaster, you will see exactly what we're talking about. Amy, you get a shout out. You do this very, very well. It looks great. Yeah. 
I was able to look at so many of her properties so much faster because I noticed she did this on, or they did this on their website. Good on you, Amy. So we've got others, but we're going to bounce around a little bit here. Here's one that's a little bit out of uh, the norm, but something you ought to consider. I don't know how to do this, but number 10 is an owner estimate tool. Shout out to Vacasa on this one. They have an area. You go there. You put in an address anywhere in the country pretty much, and within seconds, you get an estimate of what you could expect for rental income on the property. That was pretty cool stuff, I have to say. Yeah, I stuck this one in our list, even though it breaks all the rules that it's not about those four pages, because I stumbled upon it and thought, what is this? And then I tried a property that I know what the estimate should be, and then I made it calculate it, and I just thought, that's kind of brilliant. So I think we could figure it out too. I mean, Vacasa has to figure it out for every property all over the planet that they're trying to be in. We only have to figure it out for our area. It was a pretty sweet thing to get somebody to then, because they had to put their email in to get the estimate. Mm-hmm. And then you get every owner that's looking for vacation rental management for, on your website. So pretty I thought slick. that was good, but sorry to break the norm there. Let's go to number 11. And I encourage you on number 10 to just go to Vacasa and try that owner estimate tool out so that they don't end up being the only one with that fancy tool. Let's all get it. Number 11 is chat. And this is something Tim and I have not talked a lot about before. We we chatted about it for a second here before we started. We have chat on our homepage and also our property details page. We took it off a few of the other pages. It just got obnoxious how much it was popping up. And you want to make sure that it never pops up over the book now or essential information on your checkout page. But since we added chat, I wish I could give you an exact stat right now. We get a lot of bookings from chat because they enter their email. It's really important what your chat says when you start the person off, but we start off with, please enter your email in case we get disconnected. And I'd say one out of two, put their email in, boom, got their email. Then a lot of people are like, Tim, they don't want to call, but they might chat. And so you're going to get those hesitant people. And then when they start to trust you and you start flowing, I notice, I see all the chat conversations we have. It comes in through an email so I can kind of assess what's happening there. I notice nine times out of 10, our agent will say, is it okay if I call you right now? Or do you want to call me so we can just get this done? And then the person's more comfortable and they're like, yeah, let's talk. This is dumb. And then they call and they book. Or my agent will put in the link to book that property they're talking about. And sure enough, I watch and I see that then it books online. So I'm a big fan of chat. But I'm going to throw this one to you, Tim, because I know your staff has said possibly, and my staff says it too, this is hard to manage because they're on the phone, they're doing email, and then a chat comes up and a chat is an emergency kind of feeling, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just let a chat sit there. It's in your face. it's hard to manage, right? So, I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's in your face. So, again, the focus of this episode is to shout out to people who do a good job with this. It's 360blue.com and Destin that I like the best. And they have almost like a bot with the chat. It comes up and says, operator from 360blue, hi there, with a little emoji. What brings you here today? And then it gives you choices. I want to make a new reservation. I'm staying in a property now and have a problem. I'd like to rebook, da, 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 da. I thought that was a really cool way of using it. So it doesn't maybe require the manpower necessary for that chat because it's annoying. 
it's in your face. And we actually took it down because we were not getting the return. So unlike you that were making bookings, we were not. And so we made that decision. But maybe I need to revisit it. It's just maybe a personal issue for me. What I like about the 360 Blue one, like you said, is they almost get you like an airline till you need to talk to somebody. Mm. So they get to like where you might be. And then if you're making a reservation, then they pop a real person on there to interact with you because now the money's coming, right? Instead of we get a lot of weird chats, like how's the snow? Someone's on the phone, they're trying to deal with all kinds of problems. And then Bob from Detroit saying, how's the snow? (laughs) Yeah. And make sure you do have a person in your location answering if you do the chat, not some call service in India. That's terrible. I am here to help you. No, no. We won't go there. Okay, we've got four left, and we've only got a couple of minutes, so we're going to go a little quicker here. Next on the list, number 12, get to the amenities and photos early, not at the end. We want to see the fun stuff. Don't give me front view, back view, kitchen, living room. I want to see the pool. I want to see the ocean view. I want to see the volleyball court. Give me the good stuff right away. Yeah, if you show me the toilet before the pool, I am completely annoyed. I want to see where we're going to hang out, make it look exciting. Then you can show me more of the interior. Yes. But do all show right, me Kevin. all of the interior. Show me every bedroom because there's another one. That's another hot button for Deb and I because I have, I have eight kids. We need to make sure the king-size rooms are doled out early. Don't just give me one picture of a king-size bedroom. We'll just go ahead with this. Put the captions on each picture and mm. show me where the bathrooms are. I want to see. I love floor plans, whatever you can show me to simply tell me what levels things are on and how the bathrooms work, where they are connected to the bedrooms. Give me all the information I can get. That's especially for big homes, right, Tim? Yes, indeed. Time to get back to giving some credit to some people who have appeared on our podcast before for our last three. Yeah. Do you guys, re- do you remember Best Nest, Beverly Sorrell? Mm-hmm. She was had her process so down with her, um, the fluffers or the flockers, flockers. the flockers yes. that were like stagers. Well, she also has a beautiful West website, Best Nest. They have a really nice interactive map on the property results page. This is more important for some than others. Some really know the areas. Some have return guests like Tim has all the time. But like Tim even said, if people want two houses near each other, it's critical that they can look at the two houses that are available and see them on the on the map at the same time and not have to open a map, close a map, try to figure out where that one was. So people really seem to like this interactive map. Check out Best Nest by Beverly. Yep. She was on episode 83, if you want to hear more about her, but that's really helpful for me in this environment on the Outer Banks. When we have very large groups, they want multiple homes. I can see an interactive map. Oh, that one's right beside that. Oh, and it's just right across the street from McDonald's. Super. (laughs) So at any rate, think about that. Next one, we go to Danielle Johnson, a Manzanita Beach Getaways. I really liked how she handled delivering bad news. Okay, so I've done a search. I want to come to Manzanita. And by the way, she was episode 82, right in that same uh, little area. But I don't have anything. And so instead of just saying, your search results did not produce anything. She said that very nicely. (laughs) Unfortunately, your criteria cannot be met. But if you're flexible, here are some houses that do meet most of your criteria. I thought that was really brilliant. This is critical 
because I think people get too deep in filters mm. sometimes on your website and they forgot that they put only six people and pet friendly and near this one, you know, near the beach and whatever, and then they get no results. And if you don't guide them out of that, you just lost them. So you just lost $10,000, right? Or whatever your average stay is, $5,000. Instead of saying, oh, you might want to change the filters above, or here are four that are available if you can give up not bringing your dog or whatever. Go through that process, guys. It's so worth it. The last one we have on now that you're totally, completely paranoid about your website and you're going to spend the next three days examining it and yelling at whoever builds your website is number 15. If you're looking for a specific home, which I forget too often that people are making it really easy to find that specific home. Audrey Miller, if you remember her, she was also on our podcast in the past year from Cottage Connection in Maine. Yeah, episode 81. Episode 81. Tim knows. I think Tim knows this off by heart. It's kind of creepy. Anyway, she makes it so easy to just says looking for a specific home and there's where you can find it right there on the home page instead of having to scroll down click another thing click another thing so the, i think the reason i forget this so much tim is i am stuck on that so many of our guests are new to winter park or new to steamboat but as we have a you know we've had a company for 15 years and we have a lot of guests that stay in the same place every time make it easy for them to just pick that one they like we love to go back to what we're comfortable with guests love to go to the same house right tim they book it yeah. the year before they even go the second they check out make it easy to find that so they don't have to go look and get distracted by all the other homes. So good job, Audrey. And don't forget your property owners want to go to their property easily as well. They don't want to have to click and then go alphabetical and then go down to the numerical, whatever. So, and they refer friends. Hey, just go to the homepage, click this button and choose my house. It's called my house. Just go for it and book it right away. So that's it. We gave you 15 shouldas. And so I hope we should it on you today and you have appropriately made notes. We are not experts on this in any way, but we play experts on a podcast. But speaking of playing, good opportunity for us to give a shout out. August 17th and 18th, you'll come see us, right, in Charleston, South Carolina. We're going to be there for the VRM Intel Third Annual Data and Revenue Management Conference. It's all set. It's going to be at the Francis Marion Hotel right there on the green in Charleston. Great food, great time, great education, and great hosts. Yeah, and they have air conditioning. And Amy's going to put on a fabulous conference, as she always does, this is going to be probably the first time we're all going to see each other again. It'll be plenty hot. It'll be super fun. And if you've been to Charleston, what an incredible location of food, fun, and evening events. So I hope everyone will go, even if you're not a revenue dorky person, right? Just go anyway. Learn from the dorky people. Figure out how to make more money in your business. And if you have a good website and your pricing is right, honestly, guys, life gets a lot better. So Thanks for listening to us. If you have other ideas, please post them on Facebook. I'll be posting a bunch of examples from the websites that we called out today that are doing such a good job. And we could have had 30 more of these. The point is to wrap it up, spend time on other websites. 
Go to the big guys, go to Airbnb, go to Verbo, see what you like, see what you don't like. That's what people are experiencing out there. So if they come to your site and it's a lot less sophisticated, they're going to lose a little trust. And then go to your website and be critical and take your time. Don't panic that you're all a big mess. But figure out the, the big hitters and the things you could do to your website to really take it to the next level. So until next time, that's what we got for you today. I feel like we just got lectured by our mother. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Don't you always Great feel like job. that? I feel like I'm always lecturing yeah, on here. Okay. All right. So long, everybody. See you, Tim. And that puts a wrap on another episode of Sarah and T, the Professional Vacation Rental Managers Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Music is provided by Ben Sound. Sarah and T invite you to join them for their next episode. But in the meantime, they encourage you to stay in touch through their website, sarahnt.com, social media channels, or give them a call at 336-612-1612. They love to hear from listeners giving them feedback on what you just heard or providing ideas for future episodes. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Sarah and Tea.